Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi there, welcome to Money Tips again. Well, this week, again, house prices are continuing to rise despite all the problems we're having with the economy, despite higher interest rates and, and all the things that are going on, uh, all the, the political shenanigans that are going on. Property prices are still rising. According to the UK's biggest mortgage lender, that's the Halifax, uh, prices in June reached average house price in the UK, 294000 So it's getting near that 300000 across the board. Rose at 1.8% in June. Um, it's the steepest monthly increase actually since 2007, believe it or not. So it, it just defies belief that, that property prices can still be, be rising like that. Now, uh, what, what they're saying, it's due to a lack of uh, affordable, uh, available properties in, in certain sectors, in, in larger properties, three, four bedroom houses with gardens. Uh, but despite, I mean, it says that you know, over the year, it's still rising by 13% on average. Now, this is only the Halifax figures. It's not the official figures, but they are, you know, the, the biggest lender. Um, so let's see what happens. But they, their own economists are saying that it does expect things to slow. Uh, as as we see, we're seeing petrol prices still going up. We're seeing uh, fuel prices, which will will expected to be the average fuel price for a household is expected to reach £3,000 plus. Uh, by, by the autumn so as these things hit people's pockets uh, and and maybe that will slow the market down well they're certainly expecting that, that they, they will see because then energy bills are going up by around 300 uh, percent across the board so it's, it's bound to be hitting people you know when people are paying say a thousand pound a year for their energy bill you know gas and electricity and now it's three thousand pounds it's a huge jump and that doesn't include what they're paying on extra for petrol and food and all the rest of it uh, so you know we're seeing a lot of lot of changes. Incidentally, which area had the highest price rise? Northern Ireland. Again, that's an area where there's there's supposed to be all sorts of problems. They haven't even got a fun functioning government in Northern Ireland. They're supposed to be having all these Brexit problems, and yet house prices rose by fifteen percent there uh, to to June, taking the average price of a house there to one hundred eighty-seven thousand pounds. I remember when you could buy houses in Northern Ireland in Belfast for thirty thousand pounds, thirty or forty thousand pounds. Wales recorded the uh, a sharp growth as well, 14% to an average of £219,000 in Wales. Scotland even rose by nearly 10%, uh, breaking through the 200000 barrier for the first time in its history. So it, it just defies belief. Now, interest rates will definitely rise again, according to the Bank of England's chief economist. This is to buck the, the rise in inflation, which is expected to reach 11%. And the Bank of England has warned that more interest rates rises are due as it vows to bring inflation back down to 2%. Well, that's a bit ambitious. You know, it's five times more than that right now, and they want to bring it down to 2%. Well, they're going to need to have some heavy interest rate rises to do that, right? And th this is the Bank of England that said only about a year ago that, you know, inflation was temporary, it was transitory, it's not going to be a problem, it's going to come back down. Now they say they want to bring it down to 2%. That 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 is ambitious. This is according to a guy called... Hugh Pill, 
uh, said in the speech and on Wednesday that the main thing was to get in prices down and uh, just just getting things back to sort of, sort of a normal situation. But w whether they can do that, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've got in addition to all this, we've got the pound being weak. So that's putting up the prices of, of all of our uh, Im imports as well. So let, let's see. Let's see what happens now. Boris Johnson, if you, if you haven't if you've been watching any of the news in the UK, Boris Johnson has been ousted as the leader by his own party, by his own MPs. They 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 they've told him to go and he's, he's stepping down. This is before a meeting that would have taken place early next week to officially remove him as uh, the, the, the leader of the, the party and prime minister by the, what's called the 1922 committee, which is a committee of backbenchers that can actually vote to, to bring him down. And it's his own MPs then the, uh, and, and several resignations, over 50 resignations by junior ministers that's actually forced him to go yesterday. So he hasn't stepped down as, as a prime minister, but he stepped down as leader of the party. So the way the system works here, the, the party, the Conservative Party, would have to elect uh, a new leader and then that leader would be then the prime minister. It sounds a bit weird because, you know, we, we voted for or people think they voted for a prime minister in fact they voted for the for their mp and the number of mps then make up the most mps in in the country and then they can form a government so the government is formed and, and then you'd have the leader of the party stand as prime minister but that the party themselves can bring down that person just like they brought down margaret thatcher uh, and they brought down theresa may and installed somebody else it doesn't mean a general election but with all this chaos going on, it could possibly force a general election. So a lot of people might say, well, what does it matter to me who's who's prime minister? In a way, that, that is true. You've got to get on with your own life, your own business, your own work, and not be um, distracted by all the political things that are going on. And that 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 is true. Just look after your economy, your, your economy, rather than the economy. And, and that's the way I think you should generally run. But Again, look at the, the overall situation. Look at the, the economics of the situation. Rishi Sunak, the, the, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, this uh, guy who's married to a, the daughter of an Indian billionaire, he has, has walked out of his job this last week, this past week, as did Sajid Javid, another minister, senior minister. And he, he will be replaced by someone called Naheem uh, Zahawi. Uh, you, you may not have heard of him, but he was quite prominent during... Uh, the, the, the vaccination stage of, of, of politics a couple of years ago. He became the vaccine minister and he has now been appointed as the the new chancellor of the Exchequer. And he wants to rebuild the economy and get soaring inflation under control. Well, doesn't everybody? You know, of course you want to rebuild the economy and get inflation under control. But we could see a new approach from him. Uh, we could see uh, more, more boost in economic growth and cutting taxes as he said nothing is off the table he said so that's something that we could see a bit more uh, tax cutting to, to boost inflation and, and this is something that, that Rishi Sunak was criticized for for not doing enough in his spring statement uh, there's also a raft of legislation going through parliament which you know if, if there was a change of government could could bite the dust these include leveling up plans and property and tenants rights you know we've, we've written about this a lot Section 21 going, no fault evictions, uh, leasehold reforms as well, and and also the way properties are advertised. That's all going through this level it up process. And I will discuss more about this on my UK property talk show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, you, you can join me there live on, on Zoom. Uh, and I'll put a link up to that 
I'll have a guest on tomorrow talking about these 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 changes that are going through in in property. In brief, estate agents are going to have to be a little bit less lazy about how they advertise a property and put more information up there uh, to, so that people understand what they're getting into. I mean, if you, if you look at a leasehold property with a typical estate agent now, they'll just say leasehold. They won't tell you how long the lease is or they might say long lease. Uh, they won't tell you what the service charges are. They won't tell you what the ground rent is, how often they, and all these things. So that's that's going to be sorted out. Certainly on my agency, Open House, we try to be as transparent as possible uh, and, and give all the information out because how can uh, somebody value a property without knowing the length of the lease and, and the service charges? Because clearly that, that affects the value of the property. And some agents don't even know the length of the lease. Oh, I'll get back to you on that or to be advised. So that's something that at, at my own estate agency, you Open House South Arts, we do look at very carefully because we want to be as open and transparent as possible. And what's the point of putting something up on a, on a listing and somebody just asks you, well, how long is the lease? And then you have to tell them. You might as well put it up on, on the listing uh, uh, straight away. So I'll discuss this in more detail in my UK property talk, and I'll put a link up for that as well. Now, there's a pension scandal going on. Now, this is nothing to do with private pensions. This is to do with the, the government state pension scheme. It used to be called the old age pension scheme. Now, the, this, this scheme has gone through various transformations since, since it started, you know, 50, 60 years ago, uh, just soon after the war, when they brought out this this uh, state pension provision uh, and, and this all cradle-to-grave uh, care that people are supposed to have. So the idea is that you work all your life, you pay what's called national insurance, which is a tax, and then you get this pension to retire on. But this pension is not very much. Uh, it's a couple of hundred pounds a week, if that, for most people. So don't expect to be living on this state pension and people say, oh, I worked all my life and I paid all this money. But how much money have they actually paid in? When you look at it, when they started work 50, 40 years ago, say, that the, the contributions to this, this pension were, were hardly anything, a few pounds a week. And later you make more contributions. But then you're retiring on this amount of money. And you've, if you actually work it out, if you lived five, 10 years, you probably spent all the money that you would have put into the scheme anyway, uh, because the scheme is not invested. It's just a... Uh, pay as you you go so that the money that people are getting now as pensioners is is paid for out of taxes that people are working people are paying now there's no fund there with your name on it but getting back to the main point is that uh, it's it turns out that a lot of women in retirement have been underpaid on their state pension previously more than previously thought uh, figures suggest that 200,000 237,000 state pensions were paid less than their entitlement and and the, the, the payments amounts at like one and a half billion so the government needs to do something about that and they are looking at it but if you want to inquire about that if you'd like to sort of get on board and say look what's happening with my provision then get onto the dwp department of work and pensions website and and look at that uh because it's now i mean a hundred and five thousand more people are affected by by this scheme so that includes any women widows, divorcees in particular, that could be affected by, by these state pensions. But in, in reality, if you're young, I wouldn't rely on, on the state pension to, to look after you in, in retirement because it's just not going to happen. They're already pushing back the retirement age, 66, it was 65 for people now, 66, 67 soon. Uh, the, the women used to be able to draw their pension at 60. Now that's been moved up as well. So 
it's all going to be equalized as they say um but you've got to really look after yourself you've got to row your own boat as i've often said make investments and i, I don't think pensions are necessarily the best way to invest particularly the type of pensions that you're getting through companies now and through state provisions uh, they're just money purchase pension schemes this is in addition to the state pension scheme your employer might be putting in a little bit for you and you're putting in two or three percent of your salary that's not going to be enough to retire on so you've got to make other investments or really top up your pension so that you're putting in 10 15 percent of your salary then it it might amount to a, a a fund that will give you a comfortable retirement but what people are putting in now under under the state provision and the compulsory uh work-based pensions is just not going to be enough it's, it's just it's it's a drop in the ocean and the type of funds that they're in, they're just in a money purchase fund. So it depends on the, the value of the fund at the end of, of your working life as, as to how much you're going to get. So if the, the fund managers have not done very well and the, the stock market or the stock market's dropped at that time, you, you could have a very different story. And then I've said this to people who've got pension funds already. They should look at their pension funds, see if the, the investment decision has been made by the managers fits in with their own risk profile. And also look at the market now. The market is, is really at a high point. And if it drops uh, tomorrow, if there's, a, is a, if there's a stock market correction crash, as, as there has been in America already, um, you could see the value of your pension funds really be, be hit by, by this drop. It could go down 20, 30, 40 percent if, if the market was to, to go into a, into a crash. So you've got to look at that, look at, talk to your advisors and say, look, am I safe if there's a market correction? Could we park the money that's already there into a safer fund and maybe to a bond fund, deposit fund, so that it protects the growth that you've accumulated already? So that's just a little tip there. But if you want to learn how to create more wealth, how to build wealth uh, and, and in, in other types of investments, particularly in property, then you can claim your free wealth discovery call with me uh, by clicking on the link there. And I'll take you through a 30 minute wealth discovery call where we can look at your options and look at how you can build wealth and, and control your finances and instead of just relying on the state or some employer pension scheme because you know unless you're in the government pension scheme which is a guaranteed scheme you're 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 really not going to to get much out of the normal work-based pension scheme so thanks very much if you want a wealth call click on that if you want to join me tomorrow for my uk property talk we'll have a guest on uh click on the link and register and then you can join me live on Zoom for that. So thanks very much. If you look, if you're watching this in the uh, in, in on YouTube or on Facebook, please click like and share, and you know get it out there to everyone. So thanks very much. Have a great weekend. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit MoneyTipsDaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you.